It's Big J Randy out here at Disrupt Festival. Uh, we are talking to uh, Jeff from The Used, and appreciate you stopping by, man. Yeah, of course. So you guys are just hanging out in here in this empty room. <laughs> it was, it is company. <laughs> we have the arena to ourselves. Yeah, I love that. It's yeah. very cozy. It's nice. How, how's the day treating you so far as uh, you get closer to you know getting ready to get out there and play? Um, So far, great. I, I woke up. It was a long drive. Uh, we drove from... Where the hell did we drive from? We drove from uh, Seattle yesterday, so we got we left at like 3 a.m. or something, and we got here about 11. Yeah, that's a long drive. So it's kind of a long drive, in a, in yeah. a bus and a van. But, I mean, I got to sleep extra. I got up, got tea, got coffee, you know, good day. How much of your time is spent, because we're just talking about you living in Hawaii right now, how much of that time, though, is spent on tour in different cities? Um, I hardly ever get to go home. Yeah. <laughs> it's just part of it. You know, it's, it's not that bad. I'm, I'm just exaggerating. Usually we tour about six months out of the year you know what i mean so mm -hmm. you know like a two-month tour then we get off for like two weeks or a month or something and then we go back to tour you know what i mean so it it all evens out it's just separated you know i know we uh we probably throw this term around a lot more than it, we should but it, it's it's easy especially as we're here kind of a, a reunion show of, of a lot of warp tour bands from uh years gone by uh with some 41 the used and circus survive is just how, how does it feel to be out there uh, on this tour but not warp tour but kind of similar yeah it's honestly for me this has been one of the best tours i've been on in a long time like obviously because you're like you were saying like friends like some 41 and like thrice and like um God, I would say 90% of this band, band's on this tour, like, you know, we and friends and old, we played so many shows and tours and all that other stuff. But what's really cool is that I haven't met Circa until this tour. I've wanted to meet Circa Survive for a while. They're awesome, right? And this tour, we kind of broke down and now we're like super buds. Like, they're my favorite band on this tour, friendship-wise at least, you know? What are some of the things you find yourself uh, doing, you know, just to, just to kill time? You got Pacing? Pacing? Pace a lot, actually. <laughs> Got about nine hours a day in pacing going on. Um, because it depends, you know, it's it's a long day. There's a lot of bands playing, and they're all, like, rad and awesome. So sometimes I'll go out and I'll watch, like, Juliet Sims or, like, Hyrule the Hero, you know what I mean? Or, like, I mean, anybody on the store. I'll go out and, like, whatever day it is, spend, like, a half hour, 45 minutes watching them, and then kill time going to the catering or something, and then going back and watching a different band. Mm -hmm. And It's kind of like I'm living the whole tour every day. But there's definitely video games set up backstage, which is... Always a good time killer. So I had to ask about that too. The Nintendo base cabs. Is that oh still, yeah, still got those going. It'll never go away. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm still not sponsored. <laughs> that's ridiculous. No kidding. I guess they don't like me. That's okay. Uh, yeah, that's a that's a shame. Well, we need to get you better uh, marketing, maybe. Maybe, maybe. Uh, <laughs> are we are we working on new used music? What's going on? Yeah. So uh, we've been writing for about a year now. I would say off and on just little writing sessions and i think we had about somewhere between well we always we always come up with a lot of ideas and kind of go through it but i think solid ideas we had like 20 solid ideas you know what i mean that we kind of had to narrow down and then um things switched up we tried to try something different we went into the studio before this tour and just like started over and wrote and record like 10 plus songs i think just 10 songs actually so 10 songs exactly we rent and recorded and um, yeah, just kind of started over. We, we have two of those we were going to release before this tour as singles because they're already completely finished and mixed and everything. Oh, nice. Mm -hmm. But we're going to hold off. We're going to wait and go back in the studio again for another like six weeks and see if we can come up with, you know, different stuff. Yeah. So just recently, too, I talked to Ross Robinson for like an hour geeking out about music. And I have to ask you, what was it like? I love Ross, man. Recording with him. <laughs> yeah. They're best friends I, now. I, I really? I love Ross so much. He's, I feel like. 
like he's the brother I should have had. You know what I mean? Like, um, I've wanted to work with Ross too since since the beginning. Like, I've I was a huge fan of like Sepultura Roots. Yep. You know what I mean? Yep. That, that record yep. is incredible. And yeah. he was telling me stories about them re- recording that. Yeah, exactly. Like being in the Amazon and waking up in the middle of the night and hearing chanting, and you're like, "This is it! Like, this yeah. is it! <laughs> We're gonna get and, eaten!" <laughs> everybody was gone except for him. He woke up alone yep. and just heard chanting and like saw fire burning somewhere and. That's a whole crazy story into that, but how is that process with him different, I guess, than other albums you've done? Um, you know, everybody's has their own take, and everybody's yeah. different. Everybody looks at music different, and I connect with Ross so much because he looks at music in the way that I kind of feel. You know, he looks at the vibe and the intent is just as important as the actual notes that you're playing. And so, going in there, like for me, recording bass, like I don't, I, don't, I play better if I'm kind of ranting. Hope that's all right. No, no, it's great. I, I play better if. Um, I sound better, which I guess for anyone, you know, whatever instrument you're playing, if you sound good and you feel good about it, you're going to start playing better, right? Um, so I have a very specific, like, tone and sound that makes me feel that same way, right? And so Ross knew that, like, whatever, mentally, Magic you know, magic yeah. geniusly. Yeah. So he would sit down and he would just set up whatever pedals he wanted to use, you know what I mean? Because he was just picking the pedals. He's like, no, 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 use this pedal. No, it's all vintage. Everything we use yeah. is, like, super old. Like, all the gear was, like, from the 60s. Like, it's... I'll, if you want to hear about that story, that's a whole other crazy story. But anyway, um, he would just sit there and tweak on all like the knobs. No one can see what I'm doing right now, but I'm tweaking with knobs right now. Yeah. <laughs> um, he would just mess with the knobs on like a distortion pedal or something. You know what I mean? Like then go back to like a compressor, and he, so he would tell me just keep playing the song, just keep playing whatever part you want to play for like a verse, and we'll just kind of mess with it. Mm-hmm. He would just sit there tweaking all different pedals and adding new pedals until he was like, okay, I think you're playing really good right now. <laughs> He's like, your tone to me sounds like, you know, that's, yeah. that's what you should be playing. So let, let's try and record it. And then we just record it that way. No, it's it was crazy. awesome, man. Starting out in Utah, um, like you guys did, how was the local scene there? Because we play local music and support locals here on our station. What was it like in Utah? <laughs> it's similar to Boise in ways. And then yeah. I guess kind of how, what was the step that you took that just broke out of that? Um, that was tough. So uh, before the used, because the used, I mean... Technically, the use started in 2000. Mm-hmm. Like, our shirts and, like, online, I think it says 2001, but it was really 2000, honestly. And before that, we were all in different bands. Like, yeah, I mean, there, the, the scene was so messed up because we were in Utah Valley, which was an hour south of Salt Lake. You know what I mean? Yeah, Everybody yeah. was broke. We didn't have any money for, like, if anybody even had a car or gear or anything. You know what I mean? It was kind of a deal. So yep. we played, like, veterans halls and, like, little venues like that. You know what I mean? And after a while, um, once the use started, for some reason, we got kicked out of every venue or show after the first time we'd play there. You know what I mean? So we started running out of venues to play at. Yeah. Yeah. And then we couldn't really play Salt Lake because nobody had a car, like I was saying. And so we just started focusing on music and writing instead. I know you guys had a huge local following there because I saw you, I think it was 2001 or so at the big ass show. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And everybody there, when I got there, drove in. And everyone had used T-shirts on. There, you got to check out this band, the Used. That's tell, awesome. It just, yeah, it was amazing. We had we were very lucky because it was a lot of local pride, and you yeah. know what I mean. Like it was it was cool. Like we were like like hometown heroes, kind of. You yeah. Know, in that sense, because there weren't a lot of bands that were coming out of Utah at that moment. You know. Absolutely. Yeah, you know, and then you know the expanse of time and and things have changed dramatically in the industry and and how music gets released now yeah. and, and how people consume music. Have you guys uh, you know changed any of your thought process when it comes to that, or you just do the things the way that you do them? Um, we've changed. Honestly, you have to go with the flow with everything. You know yeah. what I mean? Like we were when we got signed, it was still kind of the old deals. You know what I'm saying? Right. Before they started um, doing these like 360 deals, they were taking like 
you know, I'm talking about major record companies. Like they, they were still alive and thriving at that moment. They were just starting to get hit with the internet. You know what I mean? Right. And slow and slow, we saw it go. We saw like our A&R our guy that's in charge of us. We saw him go from like having 20 bands to all of a sudden having 50 bands to all of a sudden having like 200 bands and then like a thousand bands. You know what I mean? Cause they were just firing people, consolidating and stuff like that, you know? Yeah. And that for like all music just being free on the internet and then, you know what I mean? And like not really making a deal of it, which is totally cool. You know what I mean? I'd rather people hear the music, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? And then that going to Spotify where, um, music is still kind of free. You know what I mean? Right. And the only people that are making money off the music are people like Spotify. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's, it's really interesting what, what happened overall. I think watching the whole thing from, you know, thinking about it now to what did happen for yeah. that whole event yeah and it doesn't seem you know it seems like it's been a long time but it really hasn't in the grand scheme of things no, you know maybe, really not maybe eight nine years yeah it's cr it's crazy yeah. yeah uh well we're looking forward to hearing some new use but at the until we do we're looking forward to seeing you out there tonight nice man on stage disrupt festival tickets still available come down pick them up jeff we appreciate you stopping by hanging out yeah. with us here of course. And uh, I'll let you and Randy uh, bro down about uh, Ross. Uh, <laughs> nice. Yeah, in just nice. A few. We'll get back uh, to music uh, here in just a few. 100.3, the X-Rocks.